I've had people DM me who say that, oh my God, I love how driven you are. I love how you execute. I love what you've been able to do. I would love to work for you. How are you helping me? Like in everything you just said, you love what I do. You're coming to work for me to learn from me in essence, but you didn't tell me what you're bringing to the table. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the podcast Trapper. Trap, trap, trapping up the bendo. Yes, at this point, that might just be the intro because baby, I can't figure it out. My name is Anna Gogo and I am the founder of Black Pod Collective, a digital community for black audio creatives, Black Pod Festival, a conference, a donate media, a full service podcast production agency, as well as the podcast trapper, your go-to resource for all things podcasting. And as you guys can see, sometimes, you know, I take little breaks to talk to people behind the scenes who help bring this podcast to life. And so we're going to probably just keep that in in the video just because of the fact that this is real life. And this week, it actually ties directly into what I'm talking about, which is hiring. As you guys know, with this podcast, I discuss things from a podcast perspective, entrepreneurship, building a business, a producer, independent creative, and so many other things. And so I really want to talk to people who are looking to build a team, looking to hire people and bring people on. Because here's the thing. I always tell people all the time, can small businesses actually afford to train new people? So let's dive into that real quick. Oftentimes we hear the notion of, oh, you should hire people with grit who want to be in your business, but you can train them on the actual details. know about that because this notion of like oh hire people who are kind of okay at their job but you can train them on everything else well here's the reality of things at least for me I don't like to speak for other people the whole premise of this podcast is talking about things from my perspective and my experience small business owners we usually cannot afford to train people And not in the way you're thinking. I'm not saying that we're going to just throw you into the deep end, but I mean in the capacity of I can't afford to train somebody who doesn't know what they're doing because by the time I can afford or I'm ready to hire, I am drowning in work. And I mean, I am over here like, Father Lord, send me a raft. Help me. And so if I'm bringing you on to help me and you end up kind of requiring a lot more work for me, you take away from the whole premise of why you're here. And that's the piece. I think we sometimes beat ourselves up as small business owners because of the fact that we can't do what the big conglomerations can do and what all these other businesses can. But here's the truth of the situation. You do not have a training department. You are not like some of these other businesses who you literally have a department who their job is to train. That was actually what I used to do in my past life. I worked in healthcare, and my very first thing is I was a trainer. So the people who do your insurance verification, the people who check you in when you go to the hospital, all those things, it was my job to train them on how to do that process. And so I know how to train people, but let's be realistic. Right now, Adote Media has a little bit over 19 to 25 different clients, and that does not include those who just booked the studio. And so on a week-to-week basis, there's episodes that are coming out. So that's anywhere from 19 to 20 episodes that we are editing, recording, producing on a weekly basis. If you really think I have the capacity to then stop and figure out how to do the job that you do to then train you, that's unrealistic. Because here's my truth. 
I am creative, at least I like to think. I tend to know a little bit about everything. I feel like I can learn something fairly quickly. But if Matthew asked me tomorrow to start recording the videos, I would be like, okay, I can figure out the settings. If he wanted me to edit it, we would have to fight. Like, we would have to discuss, like, why is he being mean to me? Why has he forsaken me? I mean, Matthew left. Actually, you know, I'm so happy we can talk about this here on this podcast. He's laughing at me, at my pain behind camera, but Matthew took a month-long vacation. It was the longest time of my life. And the reason for that is because I don't know how to edit. All I know how to do is hit the record button. And if I had to train somebody on that, that would be impossible. That's not my skill set. Q does our graphics as well as all the behind the scenes things that you guys see. I remember I showed Q like the stuff I did in Canva. I was like, <laughs> she's like, it's not that bad. And I was like, mm, I thought she was going to say this was nice. Okay. It's not that bad. I mean, I'll take it, you know? And so that's the thing. If I had to then train you on something that I myself am not necessarily good at, What is the premise? Like, how are we supposed to be helping each other? And the thing with hiring is you have to find people who have, hey, guys, I took a break, and I felt like it was necessary to tell you that because somebody was knocking on the walls or something was going on. But, yeah, that's what happens here at the studio is that sometimes I have to be like, what the heck is going on? And thankfully it doesn't happen often. But it's a weekend. But, no, back to what I was talking about. Um, Right now, I'm really in a space where with hiring people, it has to be people who, one, are passionate. I recently was looking at something from the shade room, and I'll see if we could probably add that to the video itself. Matthew, don't be over me. Um, See if we can add that to the video itself because somebody recently posted how they went for a job interview and they were wasting their time and they didn't tell them how much it was going to cost and they decided they weren't interested. And the company responded back indicating that You know, in essence, these people just wanted the job for the money. And they were like, oh, we don't want people who are just here for the money. And the amount of people who were like, why do you think people go for jobs if it's not just for money? Like, people aren't working for free. You are correct in that assumption. However, here's a big thing. As a small business owner, you really cannot afford people who are only in your business just for money. Yes, of course, you want to pay people, but they can't only be here for the money. It has to be people who actually enjoy the work that they do, who are passionate about the vision of your company. And it's not saying like they have to like every element. Like Q does graphics and photography, but I strongly doubt that she actually gives two flying rats anything about like audio engineering. Like that would probably be the moment that she's like, Anna, this is not what I signed up for. And so that is perfectly fine. But I can tell that she actually enjoys taking photos. She enjoys creating graphics. Like she enjoys those details. And that piece matters. And so as a small business owner, you really have to focus in on finding people who are passionate about their trade and then bringing in. A new role that I actually have for myself though is I can't hire fans. Yes, I said fans. And no, I'm not a celebrity, and I'm not a person who just really believes that I'm all this in a bag of chips. That's not the case. But people who are fans of your brand cannot work with you. And this goes for if you are a podcaster and you're like looking to bring on a team, and there's this person who's like, oh my God, I've been listening to your content. I love it so much, so on and so forth. Do not bring them on your team. Yes, I said it. The reason for this is, A person who genuinely loves your brand. Like, I have fired, Matthew, how many people are we at now? Are we at 10? 
Maybe it fired maybe 10 people at this point. Yeah, like we're probably at about 10 people that I fired. Maybe 12. It could be more. One girl only made it two days. And I don't feel like we should count that. But I have fired a lot of people. And the reason for this is I don't make you go through a ridiculous process to join the team. I instead would rather bring you on and see if you, one, fit well with the team, two, if you can actually do the work you say you can do. Those are my two criteria. Like this whole fluff questions of what would you do in this? No, 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 no. Come experience. Let's see. It's that simple. And so this is the thing. When you hire people who are fans of your brand, and I'm not saying fans of me, let's be clear, I don't think I have fans, but fans of your brand. Like Black Pod Collective, there's a lot of people who really rock with us. Black Pod Festival, they love the work we do. They're fans of the brand. They're fans of the things that we do. So they translate that over to Adode Media. And let me be clear, I know that I'm super friendly and you see a smiling face on social media, but my team will tell you I really do not play that. It's the best way I can describe it. I am fun, I will laugh, I kiki, but when it comes to business, I am very strategic, I'm very serious, and I also don't really, I don't really have leeway for you to continuously like be on BS. And what I mean by this is when you see somebody's internet persona, you can sometimes attach them to who they are in real life. And I'm not telling you that I'm this drastically different person. No, I am goofy, I am silly, I do like to play, but I don't play. And you won't understand that unless you've like been around me. I am playful, but I don't play. And this is important because here's the thing, people who are fans of your brand, they know you in a certain light. They know you from your internet personality but they don't recognize the business acumen that has to take place in order for these brands to thrive, in order for these goals to be achieved. Like I've had people DM me who say that, oh my God, I love how driven you are. I love how you execute. I love what you've been able to do. I would love to work for you. How are you helping me? Like in everything you just said, you love what I do. You're coming to work for me to learn from me in essence, but you didn't tell me what you're bringing to the table. And people who are in love with your brand, they don't recognize how you are behind the scenes to make these brands work. So I never believe that you should really hire a fan because here's the thing, like I said, I fired maybe 12 people at this point. And it's not something to be proud of, but it's one of those things that I really just don't, I don't do any of the hoopla. Like, it's also why I don't hire friends and those type of things. It's important to make sure that we focus on the task at hand and the goal that we have in place. Because all of these things that you've seen me build and do is not by happenstance. It's not by luck. It's from sleepless nights. It's from early mornings. It's from strategy. It's from reviewing and then reviewing again. Like, as you can see, we're in a different studio. This was actually Studio C. Like if you've watched past videos, it had teal chairs, it had these cabinets behind, but guess what I identified? People were not booking this studio. Nobody was booking. In the time we've been here, it's probably booked, been booked maybe five times. And to give you context, the rest of these studios are booked anywhere from 10 to 15 times in a given week. So five times is not great for one room, but guess what? Literally one conversation happened on Wednesday that, hey, we need to change this room. And by Thursday, I had a day laborer. I rented a truck. We moved everything out, took it to storage. And then I came back at like nine o'clock at night after getting my hair done and then decided to basically get it set up. I'm action oriented. But to be this person, I cannot have fans around because 
you're not going to like me. It's just the simplest truth. Matthew and I met through Indeed. He applied for the job, he got interviewed, and he got hired. He didn't know me from anywhere, and I prefer that. The reason for this is there's no expectations of who I am. Those who meet me from the internet, and I've had people who've joined Adote Media, who've joined for Black Pod Collective and Black Pod Festival, and guess what? No matter how much I tell them that, hey, if this does not work out, I will fire you or let you go or tell you that you can't be a part of this, and I won't think twice about it, nor will my feelings be hurt. They swear up and down that their feelings will not be hurt either. It never fails the moment that I have to let you go because I'm going to do it without a second thought because this is my brand. This is my business. This is how I pay my bills, and it's my name on the line. So the moment I do that, your feelings are hurt. I might still check on you. I think we still Gucci. And you like, no, girl, I do not like you anymore. How dare you? And so that's the truth of it. It's the same way they tell you not to meet your biggest hero. They may not pan out to be who you think. I think I am a nice person. I know that I'm friendly. I'm goofy. But when it comes to my business, please do not play with me. And that is the thing about small businesses and people who look up or respect your brand. I've learned that those who are a fan of said brand cannot be a part of it. And it's a thing that I wish they could, but it's just the reality of life. Along with this, as it relates to like hiring, no, we can't afford to like train people, but let's kind of talk through like my process for hiring people. One is I have to know my weak points. Like I have the vision, like I can envision this room and how I want it to look, but it does definitely require somebody else to be like, yeah, the lighting or the this or the that. Knowing your weak points is a big portion in hiring and building that team for your brand. This of course is not only just for small business owners, but also for podcasters who are looking to bring on support. So understanding your weak points and the areas that you need the most support in, and it's not just the things you don't like to do. I had to learn that. There's things that I'm really good at, but I do not like. But those are not my weak points. Those are not the things I need to be focused on. And it's not just about actions. It's also about temperaments. Prime example, Matthew is my number two here at the studio. You guys, if you follow me on social media, you've heard me talk about him all the time. You'll hear me share him on social, but he doesn't really talk on camera. But he actually talks to me. I know y'all think he doesn't, but he does. And here's the thing. We are day and night in personality. If a client pops off too much, I'm like, cancel it, give them their money back, let them know they can leave. That's it, wrap it up, they're not getting in here. That is my first response. And he's laughing behind camera because he's remembering the scenario and I am quick to just be like, all right, so you're not gonna stress my life. If you already being rude and you haven't gotten here. Matthew's more of like, let's just let them come and I'll take care of it. All will be well. And then you get here, you mean to him. You crazy. Anyway, that was side commentary. But that's what I mean by like, you have to have somebody who has like the opposite of you for balance purposes. Because if I had somebody else like me as my number two in the studio, we would never have any clients in here. Because both of us would be like, yep, bump it. Let them go. No. So first things first is making sure you're finding somebody who kind of balances your personality, their strong suits, their weak suits, so on and so forth. You kind of balance each other out. And I always say like, there's multiple people on team. However, everybody's not physically here in studio with me on a day-to-day -day basis like Matthew is. Another thing is they can't be your friends. I used to have this thought process, especially because of the fact that, you know, when you're a small business, there's not a lot of people here. It's not like there's an HR and all these other layers. But I had to learn that 
the people who work for me, I may like them. I may even see myself like, oh, we could hang out, but they can't actually be my friends. Here's the reason why. With friendship, you care about that person's well-being. So you'll have a tendency to like put your friend before your business. Remember how I said I don't actually play about my business? There's a reason for that. And so I don't hire friends. And I do not befriend the people who work for me. I used to. And it came back to bite me in the butt time after time after time. You know, somebody's having baby daddy issues or you can't find childcare, or you're overwhelmed or this is going on. Guess what? This is a business. It's none of my business. But if somebody's your friend, they're going to feel the need to kind of drop on you what they have going on. So my big thing is when hiring, don't hire friends. The next thing is talking about like, don't use social media. Like, I know social media is like this great wave of tools to connect. However, what I find is when people find your brand on social media and they're like, you know, small business, they just don't take it as seriously. Versus where if you are like, I like to use Indeed and all these things, utilizing the platforms for what they are made for, people recognize that this is a job. Like, I'm not here to play. I am playful, but this is not playtime. And lastly, I'll leave you with this. Think of your brand like I think a lot of people who are doing this as a side hustle, if you know that you want to leave your main job to do your podcast full-time or be a producer full-time or work with people as an entrepreneur, treat it as such even while you have that full-time job. Do not treat it as a side thing that you do. Actually look for people who are there to build the brand with you, there to work with you. All of these things matter because... Overall, this episode was focusing on the hiring practices, but also understanding yourself and where your business is at. So the three things I'll leave you with is, one, you can't afford to hire people who don't know what they're doing. Your reputation is on the line. Along with that, typically by the time you are ready to hire, you are drowning in work. So you are not in a position to where you are able to like, you know, figure it out. Two, it is okay to be learning with the person. Things will change in your processes, but also making sure you document it and you have a workflow and a system for how you manage your work. The things that you want to keep in mind when you are hiring is knowing your weak points and knowing what your strong suits are. And your first hire needs to be somebody who complements that so that this way you guys are able to like work together to build the brand. Along with this is don't hire fans of your brand. I know it seems like you want to do that because in your mind, it's like somebody's a fan of the brand. They care about it, all these things. But the reality is fans of the brand love the brand itself and they don't really recognize the work that goes into it. Don't hire friends. (laughs) Just don't hire. That's all I got for you. Like you love your friends to death. You want to help them out, but do not hire your friends. If you care about your business, don't do that. If you care about the friendship, don't do that. This is also why I made a rule of why I don't even work with friends. Meaning, not just hiring, I'm not going to have a friend as a client. I learned the hard way that it may not go well. Like, it's not going to always jive the way you assume. And so the friendship thing is, it's a realm. Like, my clients are not my friends. I like them. Yes, could I see myself hanging out with them 100%? Will I? Surely not. They don't have my phone number, all of those things. Lastly is, make sure that when you're hiring, it's a person who's willing to learn. And they're not just here for the money. Hiring people who are coming in thinking they know everything is the worst thing that you can do because you are going to consistently be in this battle of does it make sense or, you know, oh, that's not what we do, so on and so forth. The thing I love most about Matthew is the fact that 
yes, video is his thing, but he also recognizes that I have a vision for how I want things to look. And maybe that's not what he normally does, but he's also okay with being like, okay, let's test it out and see how it looks. And typically he likes it because I'd be right. Um, so, you know, but he don't want to admit that, but it's okay. We know I'd be right. Um, but that's the thing. You have to have somebody who, yes, this is their field of expertise, but they can recognize that you as the owner have a vision and they're willing to join you to implement it and bring it to life. So that's the main premise around hiring and building a team for your company and your brand. Focus in on what your needs are, focus in on your strong suits, and really kind of take it from there. I hope you guys found this information super helpful. This is an audio and a video-based podcast, and so please make sure you head over to YouTube and subscribe. Leave a review in Apple or CastBox, wherever you listen to podcasts, because I want to know, like, what do you guys want to hear from me? What would you like to know about my experience? Like, it's quite expansive, um, but I'll be talking a little bit more about some of the behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. Stay tuned for an episode. The team will actually be joining to talk about their experiences. So you guys will finally get to meet Q and Matthew. So stay tuned for that one. Until next time, guys, you guys have a good one.